0: Welcome to Cowboy Church, with your host, Russ Weaver, and Susie McIntyre. So sit back and enjoy some good singing, some great testimony, and some good preaching.
1: Welcome to Cowboy Church. Hello, I'm Russ Weaver,
2: and I'm Aubrey Bullock Nieper, and we're here in North Carolina for the Cowboy Church's Roundup Revival, and we're here today with Pastor Ken Reams.
1: It's good. To, it's good to have you here, Ken. Um, but I got to tell you, you're the biggest guy that we've we've uh, inter well interviewed here. So you're you're what like six eight three six <laughs> three six three. Well, when you're only five eight, it seems awful, yeah. awfully large. Yeah. Is it? You you said earlier that you were the the. The, what was the all,
3: all of the cousins family i'm the runt i'm the smaller you're the runt of the yeah. family yeah
1: so <clears throat> yeah i'm actually the tallest one in my family to my kids i have a son that's six foot four do you know that really mm-hmm. i told uh, him he owed it to me because i married his mom and she's tall
3: uh,
1: <laughs> i was the only one who had a choice in it that's good that's you probably good. don't need to know all of that but here we are and uh tell us what you're going to be preaching about a little bit
3: uh it's going to be preaching about kind of hard to get gather all my thoughts together here. It, it's going to be preaching a lot about uh, sleeping in church, you know, how our fire burns out, how, you know, when the Lord spoke to a certain king and uh, some of the promises that were made.
1: Wait, wait, wait. I figured this is about Jonah. Uh, no, not, not about, about Jonah. Jonah. Not I, about he's Jonah. the one sleeping. Yeah. The other one yeah. sleeping in the boat was Jesus. So right, right. Yeah, it might have
3: been him. Yeah, so. no, no, Just it's just about a certain king and some of the promises that, that were made. and and relates to uh, how our uh, how our fire seems to burn out sometimes and how we take God for granted.
1: Man, this sounds like awesome. a good one. Yeah. <laughs> you, your, your fire ever go out?
2: Every now and then you get a little tired, you get a little sleepy, you gotta relight that fire and... Recharge. Go get, get some more
1: firewood, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we're gonna get some more firewood yeah. here right in a hurry. Welcome to Cowboy Church. Ken's gonna be preaching. Aubrey, you're gonna be singing.
2: Yeah. And it, it's gonna be
1: it. a great time don't go away you don't want to miss it and you want to find out who this king he's talking about is god bless we'll be back in a second
2: i grew up in the same church since i was i guess before i was born my parents were going there Um, and then we we grew up through that church and we had so many memories in that church and um holidays and just special time with families and this song talks about an old church and the building itself and how cool would it be if, if the walls of our churches and the walls of where we gather um, to worship God, if the walls of this arena and of that outdoor arena, if, if all those places could talk and tell us the stories of our grandparents and, and our great-grandparents and just all the wonderful things that they have seen throughout the years, um, just how awesome and glorious that would be. So this song is called In the Shadow of My Steeple.
4: I was built back in 65 on the corner of North and Main. Right between the Blackburn School and the Johnson's Field of Hay, and the breeze of tire swings sways. In the shadow of my steeple, I am just a small town church with a black top parking lot. Cars used to fill these spaces and couldn't find a spot. They'd spend their Sundays in the shadow of my steeple. I saw Mrs. Jones kiss her only boy, straighten the tie under pride and joy just before Jenny Lee In June of 83 Never been so full Or found so much love Till ten years later When he rolled his truck And they packed the pews To pay respect And say goodbye I watched his mama cry In the shadow of my steeple Shines through the stained glass on my lonely balcony. The pain is peeling on the wooden door to an empty nursery. Listen, lest the children play in the shadow of my steeple. I heard Pastor Paul say a simple prayer. Slip away from the good Lord's hand Till that summer day When he hit his knees With his chin held high Raised his hands to the sky In the shadow of my steeple was built back in 65
0: don't often get to be with us, so many of my cowboy preacher buddies at the same time, so I wouldn't want to leave this song out. Uh, the, the cowboy church has become the favorite part of our ministry for Debbie and I. We absolutely wish we could do it every day, and I've met some amazing pastors that Man the Pulpits in our cowboy churches, some real men of God, and I wanted to write a song just to kind of say thank you to those guys. I just think they do an amazing work for the Lord, so um, let me share this song with you. That's How a Cowboy Preacher Rides. <laughs> He's up before the sun is about near every morning. The leather on his boots is looking mighty warm. He's got a lot to do in the day that lies ahead. When he bows his head to pray, this is what he says. Lord, I am your servant. Use me in your will to tell this dying world That you love them still Let me make a difference in how I live my life Let them see you in the way a cowboy preacher rides where He spent time in the saddle rounding up the cattle Been out in the mud up to his ears And that pain in his shoulder As he's getting older Sometimes can almost bring the man to tears He's tough but then he's soft Cause he knows that if you're lost The price you'll pay if you were to die He'll tell you how his Jesus died to save and free us. That's just how a cowboy preacher rides. He's out there mending fences in the church and on the farm. He's pulling back the strays. WHEN THEY WANDER CLOSE TO harm, HE BEARS ALL OF THEIR BURDENS IN THE BATTLES OF HIS OWN THE load CAN GET SO HEAVY BUT HE KNOWS HE'S NOT ALONE THE FATHER GIVES HIM STRENGTH TO CARRY OUT THE CALL HEAVEN KNOWS HE ISN'T PERFECT WHY HE EVEN SOMETIMES FALLS BUT THE LORD IS QUICK TO PUT THE COWBOY PREACHER ON HIS FEET AND ONCE AGAIN IN JESUS, HE RIDES IN VICTORY. HE SPENT TIME IN THE SADDLE, ROUNDING UP THE CATTLE. HE'S BEEN OUT IN THE MUD UP TO HIS EARS. AND THAT PAIN IN HIS SHOULDER, AS HE'S GETTING OLDER, Sometimes can almost bring the man to tears. He's tough, but then he's soft, cause he knows that if you're lost, the price you'll pay if you were to die. He'll tell you how his Jesus died to save and free us. That's just how a cowboy preacher rides. He'll tell you how his Jesus died to save and free us. That's just how a cowboy preacher arrives. To all of you who man the pulpit at our cowboy churches, keep pressing on in Jesus' name. God bless you all.
3: There was this uh, preacher one sunday and he was he was preaching this really really powerful sermon on hell and how bad hell was going to be and how horrible it was going to be and uh, in the congregation there was this one older gentleman that just about five minutes into every sermon he fell asleep never failed every sunday he fell asleep in church Well, the preacher was really trying to emphasize his point on how bad hell was, and to emphasize that, you know, he slammed his hand down on the podium just as hard as he could, and he said, if there's anybody in here that would like to go to hell, let them stand up right now. Well, that's all the old man heard was stand up right now. So he did. And uh, as he was standing there, he looked over just eerie silence all through the church. And he noticed everybody in the building was looking at him. And he said, well, preacher, I don't know what we just voted on, but it looks like me and you are the only ones for it. <laughs> you know, there's some times when we all Feel a little bit sleepy in church. You know, other times we may get bored with the message. You know, and I'm going to resist asking if any of you here ever feel that way because I know several of you here and I'm really afraid of the answer I would get. But, uh, but some people seem to be affected by church differently in all different ways. You know, some find it tiring. Some people even find church exhausting. You know, and and for them, church is more of a burden. It's more like, okay, it's something I have to do. And and some people will hear, you'll hear from some people that, well, I'm just too tired to go to church. I work really hard. Sundays, Thursdays, Tuesdays, whichever night fits the cowboy church schedule. That's the night I'm just too tired. I just really want my downtime. You don't see those people too much. You don't see them much at all when it comes to church. And for most of those lethargic Christians, there needs to be some kind of new change. You know, and from time to time, we all need God to relight that fire in our heart and in our souls. You know, we we might call it an attitude adjustment. And I can't say that I ever liked that term because I remember hearing my dad telling me, you need an attitude adjustment. And I knew, I knew that I was just minutes or seconds away from some real memorable moments with my dad. But but after that special time, at least for a while, I'd be a little bit more attentive to the things that I was supposed to do. I'd offer up just a little bit more respect than I had in the past. After that special time, it seemed like the correction that my parents were giving me, and thank God that they did, they did not spare the rod. Trust me, I pushed the ticket. I deserved everything I got. You know, but it seems like that correction from my parents was a sense of revival for me. Yeah, and, and for me, going to church is a weekly revival. And, and luckily, it, it, it's less of a sense of conflict for me than it is for others. But, you know, sometimes churches will pray for revival. But I'm not sure that they know what they're really asking God for. So my question is, what is revival? A, a lot of us grew up in churches you know, where every year we're going to have a revival. It's going to be on such and such a date. It's part of our annual schedule, just like Christmas or Bible school or some of the other things in our, you know, in our annual schedule. We advertise it. We invite guest speakers. And, and some of those speakers are blunt, even harsh sometimes. You know, they're trying to push people for some kind of response. Holding a revival is a good thing to do, but is it truly revival? You know, the the thing that we need to understand about revival is real, true revival comes from God. When God starts a revival, we have almost no control over what's going to happen. It's like that attitude adjustment I would get from my mom and dad. Once I crossed that invisible line, there was no negotiation. There were no deals. Whatever's gonna happen was gonna happen. I had no control over it. The definition for the word revival hints that something is alive, but at a minimum or a lower level. Like there's some kind of vival already present, So revival indicates that the person, activity, or thing is not living up to their full potential. It's struggling with life, it needs to be awakened, it needs to be strengthened, and it needs to be encouraged. As Christians, there's a good chance, there's a good chance that during the course of your Christian lives, we're all going to need a few revivals. It's human nature. The one thing I've been dealing with, the one thing that this sermon, the one thing that it really hit home with me is the fact that we all deal with this same thing. It's human nature to get distracted. We get distracted. And folks, I'm just going to tell you, if you don't already know this, that is the devil's greatest tool that is the number one tool in his toolbox that he's going to grab for is something to distract you and to divert your attention away from God Almighty. That's the one thing that's going to get us is that distraction. So we all need some redirection from time to time. Revival. What is it? It's when God comes to visit. More specifically, it's when God acts. It can happen at several different levels. For example, revival can happen at the group level. We've seen that happen. It can happen at the community level. Not too long ago, we saw it at the college level, college campuses all over the place. Revival was happening. it can happen at a national level. But most of the time, revival starts at the individual level. It starts with each one of us. With just one person, or maybe just a handful of people, God can use them to start a fire. One of the most famous revivals in the last century was the Wales Revival. Have any of of y'all ever heard of that? The Wales Revival? 100,000 people came to know Christ in five months. Uh, In 1904 and 1905, that revival swept the rest of Britain. Went through other countries, Scandinavia, parts of Europe, North America. It went through the mission fields of India and the Orient, Africa, Latin America. And the revival was so powerful that they started closing down bars because people stopped going to them. They had to let the guards go at the prisons because nobody was being convicted of any crimes and people weren't going to prison. So they had to let the guards go. The whole nation was having revival. But I'm going to tell you the one amazing thing that, that tickled me in this was there was an amazing thing that I read that the mines, the mines in the area were having trouble getting their mules to work because so many of the miners had been converted to Christ. The mules only knew how to work when they were cussed at. When miners quit cussing, the mules didn't understand their commands and didn't know how to work. The revival swept over the country. It changed thousands of people. It was out of the hands of the people experiencing what was happening.
1: Hey, we're so glad to have you with us, Ken. You, your message has been inspirational. I know next week you're going to be giving us some some more insights on this, but uh, man, it it's so good to have you with us.
2: And I feel like like this message maybe came from something in your life. Was there something you were going through or have been through that well, that sure. made you write this message? Or? Sure,
3: there's there's a lot of things you know throughout life and, and that everybody deals with, but a lot of times we just push it off to the mm-hmm. side, you know, just choose not to deal with it, but you know, a lot of the personal issues as you grow as a christian and as you grow spiritually you know things are going to happen and you know, we had talked earlier about how our weaknesses you know make us stronger mm-hmm. and through a sermon i heard several years ago from a pastor in georgia you know versus a lot of the personal experience that i've been going through just kind of helped me when they mentioned this revival couple the two together and that's where this message came from
2: awesome
1: next week he's going to finish this message up and if you're in the middle of a situation, you're dealing with stuff, maybe you feel like the, the fire's gone out or <clears throat> maybe with God, maybe with your marriage, maybe with uh, your job, uh, maybe there's some information here or maybe you don't even need to, to uh, you don't even have the ability to figure out what it is that's missing. Maybe your fire's going out and you, maybe you, you need some fire detection going on, on that. <laughs> and I, I love that term. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, God is willing and able, and his desire is to meet you where you're at and then do what he needs to do and then he's going to take you where you need to be Amen. and and part of that is this walk and yeah our walk doesn't just do this all the time sometimes mm-hmm. it does a lot of this and mm-hmm. and we need to know how to navigate some of that mm-hmm. thing so Ken, thank you for no, thank yes. helping you for us navigate some of those difficult times and thank and you we're glad to have you with us at cowboy church we're So grateful that you watch the program. We're grateful for your finances. We're thankful that every once in a while, some of you send some emails in and tell us how things are going and what's going on with you, man. We love to hear about that stuff. Uh, We pray that God will bless you this week and that your walk with God will be richer because of the time you spent with us. You'll see on the screen a number. You can give us a call or you can write in or our webpage is there. Uh, Communicate with us. We'd like to know what's going on with you. Like a chance to pray with you. God bless you, thanks for watching Cowboy Church.